It is Thursday, the 22nd day of April 2021. We've come to a bit of a crossroads here on the program. Uh, This episode will mark the end of season two uh, for the shows. I'm going to take some time off to uh, figure out how to build some more engagement, rework the format, uh, finish up the uh, the broadcast palace, make sure that's up and running. Um, the problem is that I thoroughly enjoy, uh, yelling into the void occasionally, as I've mentioned before. And, uh, in this case, I have at least three regular listeners of the show. And while I'm certainly appreciative, I, I was hoping that there would be more of an audience for, um, an outlet, I guess, for, for the daily, Complaints and observations. Clearly, I've misjudged, um, I don't know, uh, all of humanity, I guess. So, I'm still going to be doing a pod, because as I've said a million times, I thoroughly enjoy it. But I think some structure is in order. Um, I have to figure out a better way to to create content. I mean, I can sit here and complain and bitch and whine all day, but <clears throat> clearly nobody wants to listen to that. <laughs> as I've seen uh as I've seen numbers plummet over the course of the last, I would say, few months, which has been interesting. So at one point people seemed to to find my uh nonsense interesting and then all of a sudden stopped. Which I, I can understand that. Makes perfect sense. Um so we're gonna we're gonna talk about a handful of things. I got a, a few things on on the docket that I want to talk about and a few complaints that I received um over the course of the last week or so. But um yeah, so this is uh, episode number seventy-two, the Dan Deerdorf episode. Yep. Dan Deerdorf. Slim Pickens, I tell you. This is Complaints and Observations. The greatest podcast hosted by someone who knows so precious little about eh, almost everything. A journey into the mediocre mind of an exceptionally average person. This is Complaints and Observations. With Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? So I wanted to start with uh, a story that has seems to gone up and then come back down and may or may not be done at this point. But <laughs> excuse me. Um, 
this story about uh, this girl who apparently was a uh, co-host of a Lakers podcast. And like the, the co-host <clears throat> was, uh, was this guy, Josh. See, you know, and Josh seems like a decent enough guy, Lakers fan and likes to talk about the Lakers, I guess, whatever. But, you know, the the girl that was his co-host was this young lady, Vivian. And the story goes that they met via Twitter um, when she said she was at Kobe Bryant's memorial service at the Staples Center last year. And as the year went on, you know, they decide, I guess, I, I don't know the timing. But uh, more or less, they decide, Josh and this girl, quote-unquote Vivian, Decide they're going to start a podcast together. Talk about the Lakers. All right, great. Sure, no problem. All of a sudden, the other day, <clears throat> this guy Josh puts out a tweet saying that Vivian is missing. So, uh, the story gets a bit convoluted in that from there, Twitter kind of takes off. Somehow, Kevin Durant is involved. Because Kevin fucking Durant is involved in everything and anything that has to do with the NBA. It's mind-blowing how this guy, who is a professional basketball player, has so much time for shit other than professional basketball. Good for him. I mean, look, it's your job. Basketball is your job. It's not your life. Two different things. But it just seems odd that he's always fucking around, like literally everything. He's made more headlines this year off the court than he has on the court. So there's something called uh, Twitter Spaces, which is like a clubhouse uh, type of deal, audio conversational thing. And of course, Kevin, Kevin Durant's hanging out in that. Somehow this, this comes up and it's from there that the thing blows up. So this co-host comes out... Um, and says that this girl, Vivian, is now missing. The problem is that um, Vivian claims that she's uh, going through uh, leukemia treatment. So she's wearing a wig. And Josh here, who has never actually uh, seen or met the young lady, uh, doesn't know what sort of wig she might be wearing. So there's a lot of... There's a lot of bullshit floating around, but, you know, at this point, there's no, um, I don't know, I guess, uh, theory really behind it, other than fucking weird Kevin Durant, like, knowing more than he's leading on. Um, so, you know, there's all kinds of people tweeting about it, like, Markeith Morris from the Lakers uh, tweeted about it, uh... Ice Cube's son, O'Shea Jackson, he tweeted about it, oddly enough. But, you know, big Lakers guy, so there you go. Makes sense. So so this this guy, Josh, um, you know, he posted another picture of, like, apparently uh, a, a direct message he got from Lakers security saying that they were going to help. And the whole thing just is is weird. It's just weird. 
Then he comes out and says, hey, she's been found. Uh, you know, no problem. Everything's great. Carry on. Well, that's not how the internet works. And so now you have a lot of bored ass people sitting on Twitter like, all right, what the fuck is this? You, so people started going through Vivian's uh, Twitter account, pulling out her pictures, quote unquote, doing reverse image searches, trying to figure out uh, who this fucking person is. This is the part of the story that I find interesting. You have all these bored ass Twitter people. People that follow uh, A, the Lakers, B, this podcast, C, this person, Vivian, and D, this other guy, Josh. Or E, which is the big one, NBA Twitter. That's a group of people that you don't want to fuck with, NBA Twitter, because they are one, they are relentless bunch. They are uh, loyal to the NBA. So there's there's just a lot there. You can't trifle with NBA Twitter. It doesn't go well, as you can tell from this fucking story. So now they're doing reverse image searches on all of this girl's pictures, and they're all bullshit. Um, then Josh comes out and he's like, oh, I haven't got an explanation from her. I don't know what's going on. Thought I trusted someone, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Then he, you know, he's like, oh, I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to log off for a while. But he keeps tweeting. And he's, he's sharing like videos of the first time they talked. And then somebody else comes out and says, oh, uh, my friend was catfished by, by this girl in 2019. It's like, oh, geez, here we go. So, you know, you got a lot of people now starting to feel bad for Josh that he's been catfished. One of those people happens to be a friend of his named Walid Khan. Uh, he comes out, they, they post a video together, you know, an emergency video explaining the potential catfishing. Um, and as they continue, though, people began to notice things. How they fucking noticed, I don't know. But again, you have more bored ass fucking people on Twitter, including some dude, some dude, random dude now, who is a, I guess, out of work sound engineer. I think that's what it's what he's termed himself as, as an out of work sound engineer. This fucking guy does like reverse engineering on the on the podcast and like pitches down her voice on the pod and it apparently sounds exactly like Waleed's. Like what the fuck? Who does that? Who is so interested in this story that they're going to take time out of their day I mean, granted, look, if he's an unemployed sound engineer, obviously he has all the fucking time in the world. But then, okay, all right, so Vivian's Twitter account is still up, and she posts something. And the vi she posts a video, and it's just a short video. She wants to say thank you to her diehard fans who always believed in her, and it was just her mouthing thank you holding a piece of paper with her name on it however 
there was an issue. Her name... Her name was spelled wrong. It's like, oh boy. Oh boy. So whoever is catfishing this poor Josh, allegedly, uh, has fucked this up royally by spelling the girl's name incorrectly. And so now, of course, people start going through Josh's uh, uh, tweets. But all of a sudden now, Vivian's Twitter account... Vanished. Gone. Whole fucking thing's gone. And they go and they find that Walid has been spelling her name wrong the whole time. Using an E instead of an A at the end of her name. Like. The whole thing is so. The amount of work that goes into it. You know, and now here's Waleed hasn't tweeted since this whole thing started, prompting people to think that Waleed has been running the catfish all along. Josh has been fighting back and, you know, claiming racism and all this other bullshit. And, uh, you know, it, it's fucking, it's just odd. The whole thing is just weird. And, uh, you know, he's he's trying to say, Josh is trying to say that people should check. What does he say? People should uh, check your preconceived biases. Because the sound modulation from the unemployed sound engineer sounds kind of like Waleed. Apparently they're all racist. Such a fucking stupid thing to say, but what can you do? So it just goes to tell you, right? So now, of course, everyone's having fun with it. NBA teams are, are like fucking Timberwolves have been tweeting shit. And the thing with the catfish is, right? There's no long-term plan. It's a very short-term game, right? If you're if you're gonna run a successful catfish, you you really need to put in the time and the effort. Like whoever this Vivian person is, clearly did not think this out in the long term and it seems that every catfish ends with a cancer story right like remember Manti Teo his girlfriend cancer I mean because it's easy tons of people get cancer and people die from it so you know what the fuck <laughs> what's the big deal right it's an easy way to get out of the catfish if you die so fucked up. You know what? That's what the Lakers get for being the fucking Lakers. You get a goddamn... Some fucking idiot catfishing some other fucking idiot talking about the Lakers. Like, of all the fucking things to talk about. Like, what? Honestly, what was the gain? What is the gain? Right? I can understand this Josh guy trying to like position himself as a podcast host with this attractive young Lakers fan, right? That part I get. But if, if he literally didn't know that he was being catfished, what is the catfish's game? What do they get out of it? Cause it's completely anonymous. It's not like you can all of a sudden come on and be like, ha ha. 
it was me the whole time. Let's, you know, I hope you're still fucking fans of me. 19,000 fucking <laughs> Twitter follows. I have 34. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Maybe that's what I, is that what I need to do? Like pretend to be someone else? I would fail miserably. <laughs> I would, I would be the worst catfisher. I gotta, you know, I looked that up one time, why it's called catfishing. I don't recall, but I found that in, incredibly fascinating. So much good stuff. <clears throat> Anyways, that was a great way to start, start the show. Uh, I have nothing of substance this week, okay? I have a handful of topics that I wanted to talk about, but nothing really, nothing that I haven't touched on. I mean, I did a, not an episode about the Super League the other day, and I got two people to listen, and uh, apparently they only listened to the first, like, five minutes of the 25-minute of <laughs> bit. <laughs> but the Super League is over. So the Super League not only, you know, fucking sucked from the jump, but it also fucked me because I did a whole... 25 minutes on it, and it lasted two goddamn days. But the best part is you had John Henry coming out and groveling to Liverpool supporters. Oh, I'm so sorry. Soccer is about the fans. No, it ain't, you fucking skeleton. Go pound sand. You're a clown. This is shit that's been going on in the background for years. This is not something that just fucking came up out of nowhere. Oh, we're going to run a multi-billion dollar fucking soccer tournament and just created in, in a like oh there it is and we just came up with the idea no you've been working behind the scenes on this shit for months years and now when you get called out on your shit you're gonna come fucking groveling this is the difference between european sports and american sports okay massive difference Mookie Betts gets traded, a bunch of Red Sox fans are pissed. What does it matter? It doesn't. Fucking these assholes overseas do, sh do something like that, and fucking, like, shit goes down. There's legitimate fucking protests, fire in the streets. It's Soccer is not also not to be fucking trifled with. Soccer fans do not fuck around. A German team was just relegated. Schalke. Historical club. Historical club. Uh, the Bundesliga is a different animal. Germans are different animals. So, game is over. They lose. They get relegated to Bundesliga 2. Right? Players are trying to get out of there. Next thing you know, they're literally being chased down by their own fucking supporters. Chased down the fucking street. What were they going to do when they when they caught these players? I mean, they weren't, and they didn't. You know, a bunch of fucking fat, beer-swilling Germans aren't going to catch, you know, soccer players. Not going to happen. What were they going to do? Like, fucking beat them up? For what? But that's soccer for you. That is European soccer. Imagine, imagine last year, the end of the Red Sox season, if uh, fans waited outside of Fenway Park to, like, Beat the fucking piss out of, I don't know, Martin Perez. <laughs> <laughs> fucking a bunch of dudes from Dorchester standing there with bats. 
I'm waiting for you, my team. We're gonna kick your fucking ass, kid. You just gave up six earned and two and two thirds. You're fucking dead. It would have been a scene, man. That's the difference between the two fucking uh, sporting universes. Universe I. I don't know what the plural is. But that's the difference. European soccer fans are fucking bananas. Bananas. Um, all right. There's some other... Sh- well, let me just stick with that topic. James Corden was on... He, he did a, a rant. And I thought poor James Corden was going to cry. Uh, James Corden... I don't know. If you're into that sort of thing, great. No big deal. Um, I don't dislike the man. He's a West Ham supporter, so he's all right in my eyes. <clears throat> I don't really I don't really find him overly entertaining. I think he nailed or whoever came up with the idea for him that carpool karaoke thing, which unfortunately in the middle of a pandemic is not exactly viable. But he has fucking ridden those coattails for a long time and it's worked out wonderfully for him. So bravo, Jimbo. Nicely done. But the poor man, he was talking about the Super League, and he I thought he was going to cry. I felt bad. But again, that's just another way that shows the difference between European sports fans and American sports fans. We do not have that attachment. We don't. And you won't fucking, you, you can't tell me otherwise. That attachment does not exist. It just doesn't. Uh, Alright, we're going to talk about other shit. Hold on, I'll be back in a second. Alright, a couple other things that I um, wanted to touch on. First and foremost, um, friend of the show, Brittany Collins, who, uh, if you listen to the show or if you have any sort of recollection whatsoever, you will remember that she was the uh, UMass uh, women's tennis player um who came on the show to talk about uh, sanctions handed down by the NCAA uh for a $520 um administrative mistake basically is the best way to put it and so they the NCAA stripped her stripped UMass uh of like 2 years worth of wins an A10 title just yeah you know, just typical fucking sketchy bullshit NCAA kind of crap. Well, uh, today it came out that Brittany had written an article um, with um, the Players' Tribune, which I thought was fucking cool as hell. And it was an excellent article. And if you haven't read it, you should find it. Go to the Players' Tribune. Uh, you could probably just type in UMass Tennis or Brittany Collins, C-O-L-L-E-N-S, C-O-L-L-E-N-S, Brittany Collins. Great kid, very nice. And so, but the best part is a quote that she had in there, quote, the NCAA has no moral compass. That's the truth. The only compass they have points right to the money, end quote. Oh, just delicious. A great fucking piece. Um, so check it out. It's really well worth it if you have any sort of interest in, um, you know, uh, amateur sports, the way that 
this country sort of looks at amateurism and how it's not, especially the highest levels of uh, college sports, it is not amateurism. Shamateurism is a word that's been used and tossed around. Uh, it's very accurate. And it's funny because one of the things that I mentioned on my not an episode um, about the Super League is how in America, something like that could happen with college football. And we would be talking, you know, hundreds of millions, billions of dollars for X number of schools if they decided to break away from the NCAA. <clears throat> So, you know, the whole thing just fucking reeks. It just kind of goes to show how bullshit the NCAA really is. They pick and choose their battles. And I really hope that the NCAA fucking falls in their face with this stupid thing. Uh, Because, one, they're fucking screwing a a lot of good kids that, you know, did nothing wrong here. Nothing Nothing wrong whatsoever. But um, the Players' Tribune... Please check it out. It's a great article. Oh. <laughs> Fuck. Jesus. Um, <clears throat> what else? So, if you saw that I, I posted on uh, Instagram, you probably didn't see it because you probably don't follow me, but the I got an email. Well, the show got an email from Apple basically saying that you can now uh, monetize your your podcasts, which I got a kick out of. The thing that they're trying to do is literally just squeeze pennies out of shitty podcasts like mine. <clears throat> Most podcasts don't last more than like I think I think it's three episodes. And most don't last more than a couple months. So what they're trying to do is just squeeze a handful of pennies out of that. They're also trying to take money out of um, uh, Patron, which I don't know if you're familiar with, but Patron is basically a a service where you subscribe to literally anything for exclusive content. So I subscribe to one uh, West Ham podcast that I used to listen to. They went behind a paywall at Patron, so I pay... Six pounds or five pounds a month, which works out to I don't know, six dollars and seventy cents or something like that every month. So I have access to the podcast and exclusive team news and contests and shit like that. So I mean, it's a way to give back to people who actually give a shit. But I found it amazing that Apple <clears throat> was sending sending me that email when they know full well that nobody listens to the show. So it's like, oh, hey, now you can monetize your podcast. Oh, can I, Apple? Can I really? Thanks. Hey, why don't I bend over and you fucking jam a wiffle ball bat up my ass while you're at it? Huh? Fucking stupid. It's shady as fuck. Everybody can see through it. But that's how it. everything has to be so fucking overly monetized now. Literally anything and everything. Like, just charge people to fucking access your your podcast platform and call it a day. You know, let people fucking do their own shit, manage their own shit. Why does everybody have to fucking jump in the pool? Like, this Clubhouse thing, this, you know, it's basically a... It's so funny how Clubhouse is essentially a a three-person call, phone call. 
except it's not three people, it's however many people. But it's become so big so fast. Apparently has an evaluation, evaluation, I'm sorry, of $4 billion. Like, what? It was in beta like two months ago. Now it's worth $4 billion? Yeah, well. Mainly because now everyone is copying their their platform. So, of course, Facebook is going to have theirs. And Apple's probably going to have theirs. Twitter's got theirs. and I don't know. Everybody has to get their slice of the pie. Or cheesecake. Either one. <clears throat> um, so I found that... I found it interesting and annoying all at the same time. You know what else I found annoying? I was listening to something the other day. It was a, a, another podcast, and the host of the of the show was telling a story. And you've all heard the yada, yada, yada when people are telling a story. And they say yada, yada, yada to sort of skip over things. That's That's how yada, yada works. This was a different one where they say da-da-da. And da-da-da is like a means to move a story along. I'm like, what on earth is that? Why why would you need, if you're telling a story, to move the story along? Now, I am an expert in bad storytelling. I'm terrible at it. I'm well aware. My brain moves faster than my mouth. But when I heard, when this sort of clicked, the conversation was like, ah, fuck, I really should have wrote down what the context was. But it was basically, it was more or less, um, you know, it it was talking about uh, sales strategy and how you, you know, using different questions for different clients and so on and so forth. So this, you know, the person was saying, you know, when you get someone on the phone and you're having, you know, uh, to talk about a project, da-da-da. And I'm like, but wait, go back. What was the da-da-da? Shouldn't there be more? That That's filler. That's fluff. That means nothing. It adds nothing to the conversation. Adds nothing to the story other than having me, uh, that I have to stop you. Or in this case, stop the podcast and go back and try to figure out what the da 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 was. <clears throat> so if you use that, I can't talk to you anymore. That was just something that fucking annoyed me, and I had to, I had to get to it. I guess I don't know. One of these things where I, I'll write something down on my on my note sheet, and then by the time I look at it, I'm like, oh, that's not. Nothing, but I have so very little today that that's what you get. You get da da da. <clears throat> something else that has jumped out at me, and it's something I may have talked about this on the on the show before. I'm not sure, but it came up on Twitter again the other day, and I I seriously am just baffled. Um. There are a number of people who say that they don't need to wash their legs and their feet because they're in the shower and they're washing their uh, upper body. So they don't need to wash their legs and their feet. Who are these people? What are you doing? 
I really have nothing more to add to that. I'm just so fucking confused by it. If you get in the shower and you don't wash fucking every square inch of your body that you can actually phys- physically reach, what are you doing? You may as well just jump in a pool. What's the fucking difference? Jump in a lake. What's the difference? Nothing. <clears throat> you got to scrub. You got to wash. Especially your fucking feet. Your feet stink. There's a great old George Carlin bit, and I know I've mentioned this on the show before, where he says, there's only five places on your body that you need to wash. Your hair, your face, your teeth, your balls, and your... And wait. That's <laughs> more than that. <laughs> your, your hair, your teeth, your balls, your ass, and your feet. And if you do it in the right order, you can use the same brush. That's the joke, and I fucked it up, so ta-da. See what I mean? I'm an idiot. I'm more of an idiot in this format than I am in real life. Way more of an idiot. Hacking into the microphone, too. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, yeah. Is that really a fucking thing? How is that a thing? You don't wash your legs and your feet. That's fucking... It's it's gross, number one. It's stupid, number two. It's childish, number three. What are you doing? These fucking people. They're probably just disgusting people in general. That's all. Wash. Wash yourself. You're a fucking human being. I saw that Aerosmith's Get a Grip turned 28 years old the other day. I remember that album vividly. I remember the videos even more vividly. I got a lot of use out of those videos. If you catch my drift. That was, you know, there was no need for me to share that, but hey, I did. You know, whatever. We're free to talk about whatever. That's the whole, that's the point of the show. Talk about whatever I fucking want to talk about. And if I'm going to talk about fucking Liv Tyler and Alicia Silverstone, God damn it, I will. Right, as it is Thursday, um, it is time for three gripes. Yeah, get fired up. Gripe number one. Um, groups with matching t-shirts or family-themed t-shirts. This came up over the weekend, and uh, it is fucking spot on. Spot on. I don't understand the need to advertise that you're on a family vacation when you're on a family vacation. What's the point? I really don't have much else to add to that. I just don't fucking understand it. So let's say you're on vacation as a family. Let's say it's you uh your your spouse your children maybe your in-laws are all there 
and you all have matching t-shirts on at I don't want to use Disney World, but I think I have to. You're all at Disney World. They're all wearing a t-shirts that say like Smith Family Vacation 2021 with some mouse ears on it and what's the point? So if you all stand as a family for a picture in front of Cinderella's castle, are people not going to know where the fuck you are? If you take a picture in front of the uh, Epcot Center, like that fucking bubble, I know it has a name, but I don't know what the fuck it is. Are people not going to know where the fuck you are? You'll never wear that t-shirt outside of that particular location, will you? No, unlikely. I just don't see the need. It seems like a an expense that you don't need to make. And there'll be pushback. I can hear people saying, well, you know, you want to remember your time. Okay, well, I went to Disney World when I was a kid. We didn't have fucking matching t-shirts. I remember that trip vividly. That was 30 plus years ago. So don't give me this bullshit about you want to remember the trip. Fuck off. You just want to make cute, kitschy t-shirts. And I get it. I love cute, kitschy t-shirts. I tried it. Only sold a few. Sold one to a crazy person. But what can you do? Thank you for your purchase. Um, Both of you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Ed, you're still a crazy person. Rob, you're not a crazy person. So just clearing that up. But I don't understand the need to for the the matching t- outing t-shirt. So it the only the only sort of difference and it, I think part of the reason it came up is because we were reminiscing about a time that we went on a bar crawl and we were all in pink, but it was for a fundraiser for breast cancer. So you all had to dress the same, which makes perfect sense. It's a fundraiser for breast cancer. Not a family trip to fucking Niagara Falls. We don't need matching anything. All right? Gripe number two. Mother's Day ads with vacuums and cooking shit. Like, it it just seems lazy. We got two flyers in the mail the other day. One was uh, Macy's and the other was Bed Bath & Beyond. Both of which, you know, said, you know, shit about mom. So obviously Mother's Day is coming up. So it's buy shit for mom. And inside of it, pots and pans, vacuum cleaners, a variety of kitchen items, bedding. It's like, what the fuck? What are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? It's 2021 for fuck's sake. Grow up. You know what they, you know what should be in there? Jewelry. That's it. That's what fucking 
It should be in a Mother's Day advertisement at Macy's. You sell jewelry. There you go. That's what it should be. Jewelry and gift cards. <laughs> Here's a gift card to buy whatever the fuck you want. And then if you're a dad and you buy your wife a fucking vacuum cleaner for Mother's Day, you're a fucking douchebag. You could buy her kitchen shit, but she better want that kitchen shit. It better be vocally expressed. Because it just seems horribly sexist. That that's what they would be advertising. And if you have kids, and your kids give your fucking wife a vacuum cleaner, like, oh, man. <laughs> like, what would the, what's she going to do if she gets a... You know, the kids come running out and they're struggling to carry this this big box. Oh, mom, happy Mother's Day. We got you a gift. And it's a fucking vacuum cleaner. Like, what's mom going to do? She's not going to fucking yell at the kids, right? I mean, I guess she could. You fucking assholes. You ungrateful motherfuckers. I clean this house all fucking day. What are you getting for your father for Father's Day? A coffee mug? Fuck him. Guess what? You're going to learn how to vacuum now, you mother. You ungrateful fucking assholes. Smooth move by dad with that, huh? Completely hypothetical uh, scenario. Good stuff. But I don't understand. It just seemed, I don't know. It dis, It didn't seem, um, I don't want to say right, but I guess that's probably the correct terminology for it. It didn't seem right. I don't know. It's. It felt a little shitty. Let's just be real. Uh, gripe number three. Parking tickets. Last week, Went to get my hair cut. Tweed Barbers, Washington Street, Boston, Massachusetts. Free ad. Go see Ali. Ali kind of messed up my beard this week. But Ali, in his defense, is trying to like fucking trim around my fucking mask. So this was the first time since they reopened back in June that I've had uh, an issue here. So, I am. Uh, I have zero issues. Anyway, so all the parking in front of Tweed on Washington Street metered parking, and I was running a tad late as it was. Probably got in there six. Uh, geez, I don't know, six oh five maybe. Was well, that you know tad late? Appointments at six. Got in six oh five. By 640, I, I want to say 643, 645, um, I was back out to the car. Now, I didn't put money in the meter because I was late. So I'm like, ah, fuck it, you know. Never had a problem. Never had a problem. Occasionally, I'll put money in the meter. Occasionally, I won't. But a lot of times, if you go to pay with a fucking card in the meter, it takes forever and a day. And I didn't have any change, so I was like, fuck. 
And of course, it's like, you know, eight bucks to park on the street in Boston now. It's not really eight bucks, but way too much money. You know, pocket full of fucking change. So I come back and I get in the car and sure enough, I look on the, on the, in the windshield and there's my uh, parking violation. So I said 6.45 is when I sat back down in the car. 6.22 was the time of the violation. So I was, I was there for 45 minutes. Uh, the spot I had was not like a, a high traffic spot. The business I was in front of was actually closed. It was empty. It was for lease. So there was nothing in there. So it's not as if I'm taking up prime real estate. Um, you know, there was a pizza joint down the street, a citizen's bank, which probably closes probably closes at six o'clock. There was nobody in there, and I come out and fucking meter maid walking up and down the goddamn street, handing out fucking tickets. Forty fucking dollars. Forty. The city of Boston uh, has a lot of fucking nerve because especially here's what really fucking frosted my balls. Okay. At the bottom of the fucking ticket, pay for parking with your phone. Get the app park.boston.gov. Do you think that was fucking posted anywhere? I don't know. On the fucking meter. Nope. Now, would it made would it have made a huge difference? Probably not. Probably still would have fucking got the ticket. But the point is, forty five minutes in a shit spot, and it cost me more than more than a dollar a minute. Because if I stood there with my card and it would have taken five minutes for that fucking shit to go through. I don't know. Just one of these things that you, it's it's such a major inconvenience of life, a parking ticket. And these people that don't pay their parking tickets, I don't fucking get it. You're in a fucking world of hurt if you if you rack up a bunch of parking tickets and you park somewhere that you're not supposed to park and they see that you have a shit ton of unpaid parking tickets. Guess what? They're taking your car and now you're fucked. That is a massive inconvenience. Massive. To deal with the fucking tow lot. I've talked about that on the show. What a massive pain in the balls. And I only fucking parked in like a handicap spot. On a non-game day at Fenway. It was just somebody being a fucking douchebag. But holy fuck. Yeah, parking tickets. Fuck you, parking tickets. Not a fan. Alright, so that's the end of the show. Um, as I said, this is the season two finale of Complaints and Observations. I, I hope you enjoyed the program. You probably didn't, but that's okay. Um, I would ask that uh, if you would like to get in touch about being on the show for season three, please let me know. Show mail at complaintsandobservations.com. Uh, if you have my number, you can send me a text. You can go to the uh, the Twitter page at complaints pod. You can go to the Instagram page at complaints pod. 
I do have a Facebook page. Don't use it because fuck Facebook. I have a YouTube page that I uh, I busted out that live video. I think two people have watched. <laughs> One of which was Brian. Brian, thank you very much. He commented and said, it worked. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate it. Um, but the camera on this fucking old ass laptop isn't going to, isn't going to play. So I, I'm probably going to need to replace the laptop at some point. So we'll see. Um, I'm guessing. So what's today? Today is the 22nd. Um, the one year anniversary of the show, I believe is the 7th of May. So I think, you know, maybe I'll do. Uh, maybe I'll start up the show then. I'd like to, at the very least, I'll do a show on the 7th. I'll do a show on that day. I have put in an order with my friend Ken uh, to do a brand new uh, intro. Wrote the script for it. Very excited. Uh, only because um, his voice is fucking pure liquid gold. Fucking shit's a year old, and every time I hear it, I crack up. I don't know what it is. I find it very entertaining. Uh, check out The Quiet Violent on Instagram. Check them out. Uh, they did the uh, the intro for the, um, for the show. That is, no, that's not it. Oh, Jesus. Fucking A. Um... But yeah, so that'll that'll do. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And uh, if you have, uh, if you want to be on the show, please. Or if you have any ideas, if you have any suggestions, I'm I'm all ears. I'm open. You know, still gonna be me complaining about shit. Still gonna be you, hopefully, complaining about shit and making observations. That's what I want. I want people to call in and complain. Six one seven sixty five. Rip them. Call in. Complain. Complain about something. You're not going to fucking tell me that your life is perfect. You can go fuck off. You're wrong. But um, <clears throat> thank you as always. I appreciate it. Um, please tell your friends. Go back to, and listen to any of my episodes. They're all equally as terrible. But uh, you might get a laugh or two in there somewhere. But uh, until uh, until next time, until season three. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta-ta.